This Rise and Shine podcast series has been made possible by the generosity of the Zeitelman Family Foundation, which is committed to the unity and continuity of the Jewish people through meaningful and relevant Jewish education and wisdom. Be pliable like a reed, not rigid like a cedar. And this comes to teach us that flexibility is the way to peace, that rigidity precludes peace. This is Rise and Shine, a podcast that offers timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations to fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. Here is Adrian Gold Davis. I wanted to share some thoughts about the largest living organism in the world. Can you guess what that might be? Well, I'm going to tell you. It's the aspen tree. Yes, tree, singular. How can that be the largest living organism in the world? And why should we care? Well, we should care because the aspen tree is the closest manifestation of unity and mutual responsibility of the principle of connectivity of all human things, despite our perceived and often self-imposed divisions. And with Tubishvat, the new year of the trees, our holiday coming up, it helps us to understand why the Torah says that man is like the tree of the field. The 15th day of the Hebrew month of Shvat, or Tubishvat, is known as the new year for the trees. Now, since we humans are compared to a tree of the field, this day is, by extension, celebrated by man as well. According to a Dr. Grant, the scientist who studied an Aspen clone in Utah, consisting of a calculated 47,000 tree trunks covering 106 acres, he said, this living organism is calculated to weigh 13 million pounds. He named this stand of trees Pando, for the Latin word meaning to spread. He explains that aspen trees commonly grow by the vegetative method. This means that the tree grows roots near the surface of the ground from which new trees sprout. The new trees are genetically identical to the parent tree. So this process of reproduction can grow vast forests of aspen that are all interconnected by roots and are one genetic individual. He explains that one clone will likely be different than a neighboring clone. And he tells us, watch for the branch angles from the trunk. They can vary at around 45 to 80 degrees in different clones. Some clones tend to have branches close to the ground, while others have branches very high up on the trunk. And as you move and watch, you should be able to tell when you pass from one clone to another. You might also observe that you're in an area where two or more clones have overlapped and grow in the same space. It's common to move from a clone into a mixed area and then into a new clone. You may find an oddball tree growing in an otherwise homogeneous stand. It's likely that this tree is growing from a leaf or a twig that a bird or the wind carried from afar. It fell to the earth, it rooted, it grew into this tree, and one day it may spread and become a new clone in the area. People planting aspen trees often find that the tree that they planted dies after a season or two, but if they wait, 
new sprouts come up a few feet to the side and grow into healthy trees. And that is the spreading process at work. The Kabbalah teaches there are 600,000 core souls who stood at Mount Sinai at the giving of the Torah. But aren't there a whole lot more Jews than 600,000 on planet Earth? So the Kabbalistic answer is that each one of those souls is like a grand tree root from which stems many, many branches or souls. Therefore, many people in bodies, they say, share the same soul root. So if you feel especially connected with certain individuals, this can be a sign, they say, that you share with them a mutual source. And the Torah itself is the source of all Jewish souls. Therefore, there are 600,000 letters in the Torah, teaches the Zohar, which is the Jewish book of mysticism. And this is the place from which they are hewn. So perhaps it would be more accurate to say that man is like the aspen tree of the field. We know that the Torah is called Etzchaim, the tree of life. We cling to that tree. We attach to its roots. And we know that if a tree is severed from its roots, it's not going to continue to live. We also learn that Rabbi Simeon ben Eliezer, second century, is known for saying, Be pliable like a reed, not rigid like a cedar. And this comes to teach us that flexibility is the way to peace, that rigidity precludes peace. And yet, like a tree, we can sway with wind, but not so much that we break. There's an exquisite story in the Talmud that uses the tree as both a metaphor and a literal manifestation of mutual responsibility. It goes like this. A man was traveling through the desert, hungry, thirsty, and tired. When he came upon a tree bearing luscious fruit and affording plenty of shade, underneath which ran a spring of water, so he ate of the fruit, and he drank of the water, and he rested beneath the shade. And when he was about to leave, He turned to the tree and he said, Tree, O tree, with what should I bless you? Should I bless you that your fruit be sweet? Your fruit is already sweet. Should I bless you that your shade be plentiful? Your shade is plentiful. That a spring of water should run beneath you? A spring of water runs beneath you. Ah, but there is one thing with which I can bless you. May it be God's will that all the trees planted from your seeds should be like you. I remember sharing this story at a bar mitzvah many years ago. It was a way of connecting the grandparents and the parents to the child. To see the steady resilience of the Jewish people, no matter how you try to bury us, we are seeds These grandparents were Holocaust survivors. They were the only ones remaining of their original nuclear family, but they remained rigid in their clinging to the tree of life, and they were flexible enough to endure the changes ahead of them and the seasons of dormancy that they would face. They bent, but they never broke. This year, On Tubishvat, can we examine our rigidity versus our flexibility? Can we examine our attachment to our roots 
and ensure that we are properly attached to the soil that holds us fast, that we're nourished with the water of Torah and growth and meaning, can we acknowledge that we are deeply interconnected like the aspen tree, that our soul root is combined with our fellow? And can we raise a glass to the trees that provide us the oxygen and the perfect metaphors for what it means to be a human being? Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Adrian again next time for more timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations that fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. This podcast was sponsored by the Zeitelman Family Foundation. Spread the wisdom. Inspire Jewish individuals around the globe by supporting Momentum's podcasts. To sponsor, contact podcast at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum Podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.